Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry. Once again, I'm joined by the Daily Records, Andy Newport, who's making his way, or he's about to make his way back from Holland after a euphoric European night in Eindhoven. And the Sunday Mail's chief football writer, Scott McDermott, will reflect on an epic night in Holland as Rangers, for the first time in 12 years, reached the Champions League group stage, thanks to a 1-0 win against PSV Eindhoven, Antonio Cholak with the only goal, sealing a 3-2 aggregate win. So, for, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, and first of all, Andy, I mean, you were the man they for us last night. Uh, we saw some of the, the scenes, well, obviously watching back home in telly, but even before the game, you sent in a couple of videos and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst spoke pre-match about the bedlam outside the ground. I mean, how was it? As an occasion, how was the atmosphere? What was it like? Well, as an occasion, as a, as a set of scenes, I don't have ever seen anything like it. I mean, the, the closest thing I can I can think of, just the frenzy in the bedlam outside, was maybe the, one of the days that Rangers won the league and all the fans sort of gathered outside Ibrox that day. I mean, that was as close as I can I can remember to it. I mean, it was incredible. The atmosphere was electric. Um, a wee bit sinister at times. You know, there was these fat, these... Uh, firecrackers and uh, flashbangs going off that were ear splitting. The the place was thick with this sort of red fog uh, with all the pyro. Um, it, it made for you know it was like a hellscape. I mean it was but it was impressive. You know and you can imagine how intimidating it must have been for, for the Rangers team as they arrived. Obviously you saw what happened with the, the team bus being sort of stuck outside the ground for twenty minutes. Um, Rangers obviously very unhappy with that. A bit of a organisational shambles um, well within the rights to, to ask UEFA for a 20 minute delay um, thankfully for us boys on deadlines uh, UEFA knocked it back but I can, <laughs> imagine, I can imagine why Gio uh, was being frustrated by that but I, I think what's got to be said is uh, the, the players deserve huge credit for handling all that, I, I mean even as the game kicked off, the atmosphere was was Incredible! It was it was a real buzz around the stadium, and it looked like a real intimidating venue that Phillips Stadium. But at no point did Rangers look ruffled. I mean, they, they took everything in their stride. They kept their composure. I mean, for the first half an hour, they were actually the better team. They created the, the better chances. They they had more of the ball. The PSV came back at a wee bit in this, uh, towards it just before half time, but started the second half well. But again, Rangers cope with it again and, and get the goal. Um, it's remarkable the way this this team is, is is able to show such resilience in Europe um, away from home. I know that was obviously the first away win since um, since yeah. in February, but you know all the, those other results, even the ones that they lost to say Braga or Leipzig, they did enough to make sure they were still in the tie. Obviously they they, they lose in Belgrade, but you know that didn't really matter because they, they did enough at Ibrox in the first leg. So. The way this team is able to sort of roll with the punches in these big, intimidating European venues is, is to their absolute credit, and um, it's a, a huge, a monumental result um, for this club to be back in the Champions League after what it's been through. I, I said to Gio Van Bronckhorst in the, the press conference last night, "Is is this is this uh, the journey complete?" And he, he pretty much agreed with it. And, and for me, I think it is. I think this is Rangers are now they can consign that sort of dark period. Uh, of their history to to uh, the background, and they can now look forward. You know, this is going to be a huge, 
financial boon for the club. It's going to make huge difference to Gio Van Bronckhorst's budgets in the, in the coming weeks. It also means that they, they don't allow that financial gulf again with Celtic to open up. So I don't think the importance of, of what Rangers achieved last night can be can be understated. Yeah, I mean, Andy did touch on that there, Scott. It was a it was a kind of slow start. Well, you'd expect that PSV at home. You know, you. But I wonder how much the pre-match scenes did uh, have an impact on that. Do you think maybe that was in there? Because do you know, do you remember? Um, I was thinking back actually to Rangers when they played Villarreal in the last sixteen of the Champions League. Remember under Alex McLeish, I think Rangers fans did something similar to the Villarreal bus. And do you remember they started very slowly? And I think at the time Pellegrini said that that had affected the players, so it could have been in their minds. Yeah, it could have been, but to be honest, Gal, I would flip it and say I, I felt as if what happened pre-match actually just gave Rangers that wee bit extra resilience. I mean, you mentioned earlier the uh, Giovanni Bronckhurst pre-match interview. He actually looked quite quite angry, quite animated before it. I mean, he looked as if it had really, really riled him. And you know, I came away for that thinking he'll be using that in the dressing room. I think he actually admitted that himself either or post-match um, so I actually turned it probably to be a positive for Rangers because if they needed the, just that wee extra bit of motivation it looks as if those kind of antics pre-match gave them that and well, as Andy touched on I just felt it was a such a mentally strong performance for Rangers last night I thought I thought they proved that they were better than PSV in that in that department no they withstood any kind of spells where they were under pressure. Um, they never looked, no, as Andy says, never looked phased at any time in the game. Um, I thought some of their passing, some of their passages of play, you know, to get out for the back was was terrific. So just a really mature, uh, kind of strong performance away from home in Europe. And no, listen, we've seen this team do it last last season maybe we shouldn't be that surprised but obviously you just feel Champions League you're going up a level so for them to do it on that stage it'll give them Broncos huge encouragement getting into the getting into the group stages that they can actually go in there albeit it's going to be against some proper big guns but with performances like that no, he'll, he'll at least feel that well, maybe with one or two more additions before the window closes he'll feel that they can actually go in and go in and compete yeah, Andy, I mean, you talk about the achievement, it obviously is huge, right? You think back to Saturday, you were at Easter Road, a 2-2 draw, two men sent off. You know, I don't care what anyone says, people were, were starting to look at this Celtic game coming up in a couple of weeks and thinking, oh, you know, you're going to Celtic Park, if you lose that, you're five behind. This is what happens, this is, this is the way, you know, we talk. I mean, how different would that scenario have been had Rangers lost last night and dropped into Europa League? They're looking at Celtic in the Champions League draw. They know they're going there in two weeks. Just psychologically and the kind of impact that last night's result can have, you know, the knock-on effect. Yeah, I mean, it would have definitely put the club in a bit of a downer. I mean, I think it's been a sort of testing start to the season. You know, they've obviously had a lot of new faces in. Um, some guys have settled in quicker than others, obviously. Some injury issues. Uh, they've taken their time form-wise. I mean, I mean, as much as it was a great la result last night, it was a sort of, you know, it was a gritty performance as opposed to one where they've 
dominated the entire match. They, you know, obviously, they got a bit lucky at times in terms of a couple of chances that PSV created and, and didn't take. But I think this is a result that, that will do wonders for the confidence because I think there's been signs that the confidence hasn't quite been top level so far this season. You know, performances haven't been super slick. This is the sort of result that can, can absolutely kickstart you your season. I think Rangers will really need to think that this is where their season starts now. Not that they, you know they've had a bad start. I mean, obviously they, they recover from the defeat in Belgium to Union. Okay, you know you can look at the result Easter Road and go if, if Valley Column doesn't get, get involved, then Rangers probably see out that game quite comfortable from that point. So, but you know what I'm saying is that this is a, a result that Rangers should really take huge huge belief from and build from here. And if they don't do that, then, you know, they'll look back and think that that's a wasted opportunity. But, you know, this is a, you know, a huge opening, you know, 40 million quid coming into the bank. You know, who knows what's going to happen in the next sort of week before the transfer window shuts. There could be new faces in. Maybe some will go. But, um, you know, it's a, just a, a time of excitement. And I think the, the players will feed into that. And you've seen the, the scenes in the dressing room yesterday. I mean, that's the sort of stuff that, that does wonders for a team, especially when you've got these new guys coming and trying to settle in, you know, that real show of camaraderie. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it plays out the next few weeks, especially leading up Gav, to that. Gav, I, I don't know what you and Andy think, but <clears throat> I genuinely believe the whole Morelos thing, you know, after Saturday, I think that's helped him as well. I, I think that real show of leadership show a strength for Van Bronckhurst in making that decision. I just felt as if that even inspired the, the players, you know, and gave gave the players confidence in him, you know, that, that, that he will make big decisions like that. Um I said to Andy just before we came on, but if he'd have said to me a week ago or before the Hibs game, I, pr- I thought Rangers would probably go out of the Champions League. I thought after the first leg, they needed to take a lead. I thought PSV would be too strong at home. But just in the last couple of days, you no know, post Easter Road with the Morelos incident, you no know, the the red cards, you no know, getting Lundstrom rescinded, I just felt as if it almost kind of kind of galvanised them a wee bit, and I just had a feeling going into last night that they would produce a performance, they would just show that real strength of character to to get them through. Um, I, I genuinely think whatever happens with Morelos, or whether you think it was right or wrong, I genuinely believe. Van Bronckers being strong in that instance and making that decision quick and making it before Eindhoven and ruling them out completely, not even taking them over there. Mm-hmm. I thought it showed proper leadership and I thought the players fed off that last night and that, that contributed to the victory as well. Do you think he got a bit of that from Advocat? I mean, that's something Advocat, that's straight out the Advocat book. Exactly. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, listen, we've, we've probably all spoken to ex-players, uh, teammates of Gio that played in that Advocate team, they've all, they've, they've all said, I remember speaking to George Alberts and he said, no, Gio will definitely, listen, he's worked with Guardiola and Wenger and people like that, he'll take bits from all of them, mm-hmm. but he'll certainly have learned from Advocate, I mean, he was he was a real Advocate disciple, certainly in his early days, Van Bronckers, so if that is what he's taken from him, no, that kind of... As you say that kind of strong will, that ability to make you know, difficult decisions quickly and stand by them, mm-hmm. then that can only be good for Rangers. Because I, I, as I say, I genuinely think it worked uh, for cheap. Andy, did it surprise you a bit? Because, like, during Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's time in manager, you, you have seen it sometimes where 
people maybe criticised him for maybe not being sort of strong enough. You know, maybe it's just the way he comes across in his post-match interviews or sometimes if decisions go against him, supporters are maybe looking for him to be a bit harder, a bit more critical. Do you think... um, did it surprise you? And do you think he's really got that? It's shown you that he's got that in him, just as Scott said, to be a strong disciplinarian. Yeah, I mean, it surprised me in the sense that it was a huge gamble. As much, and I can understand from his perspective why he would want to put a, you know, try and you know put his foot down and show who's boss. And you know, he's obviously the frustrations with Morelos have brewing, been brewing for a while. He said that as much as that in the mm-hmm. pre-match press conference, but. End of the day, this is a match with forty million pounds on the line, mm-hmm. and if you decide to leave your the club's record goal scorer, I mean, even if he is only half fit, you know, uh-huh. he's a proven scorer in European competition. That you know, even if it's only Europa League, but he's scored enough goals over the last three four years. You think he'd be if worst comes to worst, stick him in the bench. So from leaving behind was a huge call, and it had the potential to backfire in Van Bronckhorst. I mean. As much as you know, people will will rightly criticise Alfredo Morelos for his failure to get fit and his problems with his attitude. Um, it was also a major call from Van Bronckers because if they didn't, if they didn't get the result and they lost one 0 or a Colac gets injured early on and they have to go with somebody else, then his next in the line as well. So it, it was it was bold in that sense, mm-hmm. and I think it shows it shows that he has got that steely edge to him and. You know, you're going to need that to be a manager. Club like Rangers, it's you know the pressures of this club are are, are unique. Not many clubs in the world you, you face the scrutiny you do as a Rangers manager. So, um, for him to do it and for it to pay off, um, is to is to his credit. Yeah, but do you think it is more surprising just because of his manner, because of because he seems like a sort yeah, of I mean, yeah, he's quite. Ca- I know what you mean. He's quite cautious in terms of how he says things yeah. publicly, but maybe that's just a public face. I mean, yeah. we often, we, 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 you know, a lot of the times we, we don't get to see the, the real side to these guys that yeah. that stuff behind closed doors. So, but you know what he's proven with deeds and, and not act and, and not words. Yeah, he is willing to make the big calls if he thinks it's right. What I think he de- I, th- I think he deserves massive credit from Broncos. Gavin, no, even for I- I've said before there. I think you know, he deserves huge credit for making that decision and being strong in that sense. But I just think tactically as well, his record in Europe now is incredible as as Rangers manager. And I think again going into the game, you know, I was saying from Saturday, I felt as if that would kind of galvanise them. But the other reason for just fancying them to get a result was Van Bronckhorst tactically because he's proved he's proved that he can get into a game in, in Europe and come up with a plan to go and win it. I mean, I listened to him po- uh, pre-match last night again and he's just the way he talks about you no, know, he said he'd seen like, three or four things, three or four things in PSV that he thought Rangers could could exploit and no doubt one of them would have been no, those moments when they go and press when they're trying to play out for the back, and obviously Rangers get the get the goal for that. And I think for Rangers fans, and it's not a slight on on Steven Gerrard who did a did a brilliant job in his uh, three years, three and a bit years or whatever it was at Rangers. But I just think Rangers fans are far more confident getting into these games with a guy like Van Bronckhurst in charge because they feel as if he will come up with a tactical plan. He'll be flexible. He'll come up with something different. Proved that last season in the Europa League, you no know, going to three at the back and moving Lundstrom back there and having to play with no striker. I think he's you no. Know, if people had any doubts beforehand about Van Bronckhurst tactically, then 
they're gone now. This guy's shown he can go. Now we're talking Champions League, so the top level in Europe, you know, and compete against these teams and come up with a tactical plan to go and uh, go and win the game. Listen, while they're not champions domestically, there will always be questions about you no know, games in the Scottish Premiership or you no know, old firm games or whatever, and that that's fair. Rangers need to be the number one team in Scotland first and foremost, but in Europe. I don't think there, there can be any doubts about Van Bronckhurst. I mean, if they run to Europa League final, didn't show it. Then last night was just another another example of how tactically adept he is, and also how players buy into whatever plan he comes up with. Andy, what now then for Morelos? Uh, he's got one year left on his deal. A month ago, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst said he was confident. Then this all comes out, and I would also throw. Ryan Kent into the mix, not because of you know attitude or fitness concerns with him. I mean, he's been a wee bit off form, but just in terms of this contract situation, I mean, there was a feeling that maybe they were hanging off to see if they got in and then would make decisions on them. What do you think, Morelos? First of all, because he's a he's a separate situation. Has he got a future? Yeah, I mean, um, Joe Van Broekhoff said as much last night. Basically, threw down the gauntlet to him and said, "Listen, this is a." Uh, this is your opportunity. You can still you, you are part of the team that has effectively helped us get into the into the, the Champions League group stages with everything that he's done over these past three four years. Um, the challenge is down to you to to get yourself fit and play a part. I mean, if he if he really wants to play the big stage and and there's no sign so far that any other club is going to come in and offer him an opportunity like Rangers have at the moment, and then there's the opportunity if you if you want to play a part. Uh, if you want to be involved in these big, huge European glory nights, then then get yourself fit, and, and you can you can have a role to play. I mean, I must say, I, th- I thought Antonio Kolak he's had a wee bit of scrutiny on him, obviously, since he came in in terms of his ability to hold up play. There was a, <laughs> he didn't get off to the best start. I think it was a, he tried to play a ball at Tom Lawrence last night and stuck it right out the park. But after that, I thought he settled down. He, yeah, he's not the same type of striker as Alfredo Morelos, but. His work rate off the ball last night was sensational. He never gave them a minute's peace. And you're talking about, you know, Tillman, you know, rushing the, the defence and, and getting the, putting, uh, was it uh, Rabalo, I think it was, that he, he robbed for the goal. Yeah. I mean, Colac was doing that all night, him and Tom Lawrence, really stressing their back line and just with their, their work rate. So, from Morelos' point of view, he knows that he's now he's got some of these are real challenges to him. So if he wants to play for this Rangers team, he has to get himself fit. So does this, in terms of his contract, well, the contract talks we believe have been put on hold until we can see a, a, an upturn in his his attitude. Uh, I know he was on Instagram last night congratulating the teams, even even writing in English for once, which was uh, you know a rarity. So I get the sense that he, he perhaps does want to still have a, 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 a play a part for this team. Um, he just needs to prove it now. As for Kent, you know, again, there's been no real sort of sign of anyone willing to take a chance in him. His form has dipped, and I thought he was probably the. I didn't think he had the best game last night. He caught in possession a lot of times, but again, his work rate was, was tremendous doing the, the dirty stuff of what that's what the, the team needed in these the moments when they were under strain. So there's no doubt Rangers with an on form Alfredo Morelos and an on form Ryan Kent are a stronger team than without them. So you know, if this if this is maybe the, the impetus for them to get back, you know, their, their best form and you know perhaps sort out their contract issues, then it's much the better for for the club. The great thing is, Gav, I think 
from Van Bronckhurst's point of view and Morelos is that no, he holds the aces now, the ball's in Morelos's court. I mean, come the end of this window, Rangers would know that come the end of this window, if he's if he's no signed a new deal or he's no signed elsewhere, then you're gonna lose him for nothing at, at the end of the at the end of the season. And Listen, no, you don't want to do that with a big player, nor a star player like that. But ultimately, no, they spent a million pound on him, and he's become Rangers' record European goal scorer. So they've had their, they've had their money's worth. But as I say, with that result last night and the way Van Bronckhorst dealt with it, the ball's very much in Morelos's court now. No, does he want to go elsewhere and not get Champions League football? Does he want to go down a level? Van Bronckhorst knows money to spend, and I'm pretty convinced he'll, he'll go and sign another striker before the window closes because I don't know the way Morelos is just now I don't think he could just go with Cholak um, no, get, into the, get into the group stage so as I say the manager I think holds all the aces now and that's why it was so crucial that he took the stance that he did you know, he showed to his boss and it's going to be up to Morelos now because he's at a he's not a Champions League club who would like him to sign another deal and commit no, commit his future as Andy says people aren't exactly knocking the door down to try and try and get him or come in with big bids so as I say I think uh, I think Van Bronckhurst holds all the aces and that's that's brilliant for the club's point of view and the thing is I mean for Morelos himself he's gone through so much so much at Rangers you know the likes of Cachinha and all that ups and downs disciplinary problems Surely he's not going to want to give up the chance to play in the Champions League after going through all that and then to get there. And he played such a big part in European nights. Yeah, Surely he's got to be saying, right, I want, I want to be part of this. Oh, you would think so. I mean, we don't know what he's getting advice for people, people around him. Maybe they're saying, look, just see out the season and you'll get, you'll get that move. No, you'll get a Bosman and you'll get. No, you'll get more money um, in terms of signing on fees and stuff. We're not sure, but. You're right. I mean, given you say everything he's been through, I mean, his goal when he got to Rangers was to go and, well, first of all, obviously go and win a title, but then play Champions League. So he actually get to this point, and for him to be, you no, know, able to play, you no, know, he's he's available, but obviously unfit. And as as Gio has said, you no, know, his attitude has to been right for him to give that up now. It would seem it would seem ludicrous. So it's going to be up to him to get his. To get his head right, no, get his head down, work hard. Gio's left the door open for him to get back into the to get back into the team. So, as I say, the ball's completely in his court now. So it's going to be interesting to see see how he reacts. Yeah, I was just looking, Andy. Twelve years ago, the last time Rangers were involved in the group stage, I'm just looking at that last game they played, a one-one draw away to Bursaspor. Yeah, Kenny Miller, but I'm looking, I mean, Darren Cole started, Jordan McMillan came off the bench, Richard... Kyle, Fo- Kyle Hutton started as well. Uh, he did start, Richard Foster started, I mean, just think of everything that's going on in those 12 years, Un- unbelievable to think. You know, so often you look at Champions League results, at Pot 14, <clears throat> you know, they've been hammered because the, the golf is so big between, look at the pot. Um, so it's going to be tough, but what do you think? Can they make a festival, or is it just a case of been happy to be in there and get the money? Well, I mean, we're, we're having a look through the pots last night, and I mean, there's some cracking ties there. I mean, there's some places I'm sure the, the fans would love to go. I mean, personally, I'd, I'd love a wee shot 
uh, going to the Bernabeu. But I mean, there's some concerning time. There's some behemoths in there. You know, you like to see your your Bayerns, your PSG, your Reals, even Barcelona. You know, would would, would present a, a tricky tie. You, you get a few of the English clubs in pot too. I think you know Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs are all in pot too. So it's a uh, you know. There's some scary trips in there, put it that way, in a football sense. But I think if Rangers can go, listen, if we can get get to third, if they can, you know, try and take out whoever's in pot three, pinch third, and then get back into Europa League knockouts, that would be success. It's a competition that you know they, they've proved they can cope in uh, in terms of going deep and in, in, in the knockout rounds at that stage. So that would be the the best. I would imagine for this first year back, that would be the best uh, outcome possible. But in the day, they are they're ranked. A uh, pot four team, they're expected to finish bottom of the table. So from now on, anything else is a bonus. You know, the, the, the big thing for this year was getting there and getting getting the money. It's a bit like when Steven Gerrard first took over in his first season. Obviously, playing the Europa League, they're starting in the first qualifying round, four qualifiers to get through, just getting to the group stage that year, just to get that income from from UEFA was what was the be all and end all that year. This year as well, get the forty million quid. Get that into the bank. Start planning. You've got a new, whole new revenue stream coming in. This could be transformative for Rangers. You know, as I say, I think this is puts the, the dark days behind them. This is what Dave King always said when he was in charge. The Rangers will be self-sufficient when they're selling players and back in the Champions League, and that's what they're doing right now. So the future should be very bright for Rangers. If you know, obviously things can change, things can can go wrong, but from this point. Rangers should be looking at this as a starting point to build towards a, a much, much brighter future. Andy spoke about the dark days, Scott, that were touched on last night. And I know when Rangers won the league, we kind of sort of touched on this. But you think of that first Champions League group game, you know, when Rangers play Ibrox or whatever it might be. You know, will you think back to a moment in that? what was called the journey and thank God, you know, it's Real Madrid or PSG, it's Mbappe, Ibrox. <laughs> do you ever think back? Sometimes I do, you know, we, we were covering the games then. Just you know, just one moment. There's in one moment. Well, I, I know, but I think, because uh, I was I was going to, in fact, we were at Sterling Albion together, weren't we? Yeah, I was going to say, Sterling Albion away, get, getting beat 1-0 off a, a team that didn't have their manager there because he was at a wedding. I mean, that's, wedding. that's pretty yeah. low. Because many of them, I mean, you think uh, lose, lose, throwing a two-goal lead away at Alawa to get knocked out the, the Petrofac. Oh, I know. in the hedge at Brecon, um, losing to Wraith Rovers in the, the Petrofac final, losing yeah. to Motherwell in the playoff final. I mean, all these indignities that were sort of foisted upon the club because of what it went through and the people who were in charge at that time. But, you know, fair play to the, the, the people in charge of the club now and, and Gio and his players. I mean, to, as you say, to restore the club to this level of European football has been a remarkable turnaround in what has been, you know, a relatively short space of time. You know what I mean? So, what a ride it's been for a lot of fans, and I'm sure not many of them would want to go through it again. But to be to be back there, I think it's testament to to the backing that a lot of the fans and the people that run the club that they've given they've given Rangers these last twelve years. Scott, you touched on it earlier there, saying that in Europe, you know, you said that, that okay, domestically there's been the odd game here and there, and maybe Celtic games where. You know, there's been a wee bit of criticism of Giovanni van Bronckhurst. Um Why do you think it is what is it domestically that 
you know, why do you think they, they maybe struggle at certain times? I, I'm just looking ahead. I don't think it's going to apply on Saturday. At least I don't think it'll apply. You've got Ross County. How do you see that one going, coming back off the high? And But but why do you think on the, on the road? Listen, I, mean, I, listen, I think we'll beat Ross County fairly comfortably, with all due respect to them. I think Van Bronckhurst will make a few changes, obviously, off the back of last night. You can see guys like Ryan Jack, Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield... Matondo, people like that coming in, Scott Wright. Um, so you'd expect me to win comfortably at Ibrooks. I just think listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna simplify it. People might might disagree with this. I, I just think whenever Rangers have slipped up domestically um in recent times, it's been down to attitude. It's been down to attitude, application, mentality, and Maybe coming off of these massive European games as they did last season when they run to Seville, no, maybe that was an issue for them. No, you come off of that and then you need to go away to Ross County and no, you, you let no, you, you let a two point slip away. Defensive errors, no guys like Bassey and Goldson make mistakes at, at Ross County last season. I mean, so uncharacteristic when you think about those guys were doing in Europe um, in the in the Thursday night. So. Honestly, I, I don't think it's. I, I, I wouldn't say it's tactical in terms of dropping points domestically. I think when you look back at the real costly draws or defeats in the Scottish Premiership, I, I think it comes down to just just attitude on the day. Um, no, just no being right for that game. No sounds daft, but no taking it seriously enough after coming off. As I say, big European ties. It's just about getting that consistency. That relentlessness in the in the in the league, you no, know, just to see teams off. But basically the way Celtic have done on that in this thirty six game is it thirty six games un, unbeaten now with yeah. Ange. Just that kind of real you know, almost like just ticking off games, just bludgeoning teams at times. You no, know, Celtic showed it like the other week at Kilmarnock, just going to rugby park and just putting five past them I mean, the game was finished after half an hour. I still think Rangers lack that wee bit of ruthlessness domestically uh, that Celtic have shown. And as I said, I, I, I think it just comes down to, down to attitude at times. And listen, that that the good thing is that that's easily it's easily fixed because Rangers have clearly got the talent, the ability, the players. No, it shouldn't be an issue for them. Uh, but that's the one thing I think Gio will want a real level of consistency domestically, as I say, that relentless attitude to go and see teams off and he won't want to make excuses if they've, no, if they've been away to Bayern Munich on the, the Wednesday night. No, that, that doesn't make it okay to then go to first part on the Saturday and, and draw one each. I mean, that just can't happen if Rangers are going to, you know, if they've got serious ambitions of winning this, winning this title. Yeah, great. Right, guys, thanks a lot for your time. Andy's indicating here he's got a flight to catch. <laughs> so he wants to get in and see about Amsterdam. Is that it? Or do you want to see about Amsterdam? You tell us. Do you need to be or are you going to be stopping in there for an hour? You're at it. If you're cutting this short so you can go to Amsterdam, we'll be unhappy. Um, Andy, you keep that passport. You keep that passport out because um, I'm sure you'll be going to some glamorous destinations. Whatever the draw throws up, uh, me and Scott will be going to Dingwall. Uh, <laughs> whatever else. You're a lucky boy. Right? I, th- I think it's time a Sunday mail get involved in these European trips, Andy. Oh, what do you think? Well, look, Scott. You, you, you can be my colour man. Don't you worry about it, Scott. <laughs> 
No, Andy, the final is on a Saturday in Istanbul in June. Oh, so if you get to the final, there. that's Scott's one. You need to stand out. More than enough. You'll have plenty of miles by then. Right, boys. Right, thanks for your time. Have a safe flight home, and we'll speak to you next week. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Cheers Gav. Boys.